Now, the making of a good compilation tape is a very subtle art. Are you ready? Yes. No, babe, are you ready? Do you know what a cassette is? Play it. Don't you want to hear what's next? I don't hear any music. I made that tape special for today. So, music? A show where we basically create a mixtape for you, like we did in the 90s. I just, I thought this tape was going to be a conversation stimulator. Cassette, cassette, cassette. Welcome to the mixtape. Every week we are serving up an hour-long mixtape. 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 90.3 KRNU, welcome to the mixtape. Boy, it's about time somebody did this show. Yeah, I'm excited about it. But what got us back out of the woodwork is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio. I know you have a uh, very important relationship to the Cleveland, Ohio, Dan Richter. Yeah, my uh, my dad's family is from Cleveland, so I grew up thinking that Cleveland was like some sort of real awesome mecca. In my mind, growing up, Cleveland was right there with New York City and Los Angeles. I mean, that's how everyone still thinks of it. I think so, yeah. yeah why wouldn't sure. they? For sure. So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio, mm -hmm. and uh, every year they nominate artists to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The nominations are not necessarily the inductees, right? but this year we have 14 nominations, so we're going to break this episode of the mixtape into a two-parter. We're going to talk about each of the 14, so seven and seven, because we got to talk about all of them. They're all very important, you mm -hmm. know? As deemed by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, people. The, uh, there must be like a tribunal, a council or something sitting back there behind a big black curtain deciding who these people are, right? Well, I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. I think yes. I think that's how it works. But uh, I know there are some rules, right? The band's first single or album has to be at least 25 years old. Uh huh. I don't know. What are the other rules? Yeah, I think that's the main thing is just you have to have been around that long. And then I think it's pretty subjective after that. Like, I, I don't think there's any like you have to have a platinum selling record and you have to have been on the cover of Rolling Stone. You have to have been married to Jennifer Lopez. No, no, that only <laughs> applies to a couple of folks. Right. And Ben Affleck is not up. No, I just want to make sure everybody knows okay. he is not a nominee. But there are some nominees returning from last year. So last year, Kate Bush was nominated, but not inducted. Okay. She is once again nominated this mm. year. Rage Against the Machine has been nominated before, not inducted yet. I feel like that's political right there. Yeah, well, for sure. So we'll see how those two artists fare. And then we've got, you know, just a series of other ones that uh, are pretty great. So let's get started talking about the first Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nomination this year, which is a Tribe Called Quest. Wonderful. A Tribe Called Quest was nominated last year, did not get inducted, so they are up again this year. And uh, I know we're starting with a little controversy here because obviously Tribe Called Quest is a hip-hop rap outfit. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have the obligatory conversation about what rock and roll means in right. terms of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Dan, what is your opinion on rap in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I'm definitely open to rap, and I believe... You know, that that music just drew from so much other music that existed. And so it took the traditions of rock and roll, which, of course, had its own roots in uh, in black music and stuff like that, that I, I think it makes sense. I, yeah. I'm, I'm good with it because rock and roll. I mean, we're not just in inducting bands that sound like Chuck Berry. here. Right. It's not just Roy Orbison. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I mean, and there are plenty of like traditional rock bands up mm -hmm. this year. And I feel like rock and roll is just sort of a banner term for, in my mind, popular youth culture, right? Mm, sure. I mean, that, that encompasses a lot of stuff there. So Tribe, for those of you who do not know, are uh, from Queens. They're from New York City. A big part of that sort of 1980s and 90s New York City rap revolution that gave us the Wu-Tang Clan and mm -hmm. gave us all of the artists, the Beastie Boys, all of the artists that we know and love, and lots of cool music coming out of New York at that time that was punk and that was rock as well. But A Tribe Called Quest was formed in 1985. You've got Q-Tip, you got Fife Dog. They were members of the Native Tongues Collective, which, what were we watching? That was the History of Hip Hop? or Yeah, the Hip Hop Evolution, probably. Hip Hop Evolution yeah. that was talking a mm -hmm. lot about Native Tongues, which, if people haven't watched that, it is so incredibly good. So I think the thing that's important about A Tribe Called Quest that people need to understand as far as, you know, being inducted into something like this, being more than just a great hip hop group or a hip hop group that sold a lot of records, 
is that they were very connected to um, sort of an Afrocentric vibe that was going on in New York at the time with uh, outfits like De La Soul. And then there's a direct connection to what comes next in terms of, say, like Erica Badu or even down south with Andre 3000 and Big Boy and what they do with Outkast. And I love the way all those records pulled in jazz and and things like that. And really, you kind of get a new appreciation for that stuff, too. There was something that was socially conscious, but kind of laid back and in the pocket about their delivery Mm -hmm. that wasn't quite as... I don't want to even say militant because, yeah, no, but I think Public Enemy really did steer into a very military aesthetic. Yeah, Tribe Called Quest was not doing that, but was very much at the fore of the social issues that were facing the communities that they came from and cared about in the 1980s. So that was kind of a big deal, and they launched the careers of a bunch of other artists, notably Busta Rhymes. Here's scenario: It is Tribe Called Quest on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU. Here we go, yo. So what's the 
90.3 KRNU Tribe Called Quest. That is Scenario, and we're playing it not just because it's amazing, but because A Tribe Called Quest is once again nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. We'll see if they get in. I certainly hope they do. I think they definitely yeah, deserve why it. Why not? They're Put them great. on in. I love it. The next Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee has also been nominated several times. She was nominated in 2018, 2021, 2022, now once again in 2023. She's never been hotter, folks. I guess, yeah. It's Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. Kate Bush! I, I'm glad to see that she has been nominated previously, because when I first saw she was nominated, I thought this was kind of like some Stranger Things coattails, maybe. Yeah, for sure. And I love Kate Bush, because she's so innovative, but I don't know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame seems weird to me for Kate Bush. Yeah, but I, I don't know where I would put her otherwise. There, there's kind of something where, I don't know... It's almost, I feel like it would almost demean her catalog to say it's in the same pantheon as Aerosmith or something. Sure. she's She is definitely a rule breaker, but I think you do have to have those in the Rock Roll yeah, Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I know they can't all, you know, fit into the same mold. Right. It can't all be REO Speedwagon. I don't know if the wagon's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't know. And I won't Google it, so you can feel free to do that if you care about that sort of thing. Let's talk about Kate Bush. Okay she's incredible, but she's really only had like one hit, hit. Right. Like a, as defined by metrics hit song, which is how you define a hit. True. I didn't say she's only had one good song. I just <laughs> said she's only had one hit song. That's right. okay. It was running up that hill. I believe it was off of hounds of love. If yep. I'm uh, remembering that correctly, which is you are. 1985 mm-hmm. record. So Kate Bush got her start in the late 70s, influenced and worked with people like David Bowie, Peter Gabriel, which that just makes sense. It all right? kind of adds up. Yeah. And I, I think I read too that David Gilmore of Pink Floyd like helped her get started, helped her get her demo recorded when she was like 15 years old. And none of that surprises me at all, because when you think about Pink Floyd, when you think about David Bowie, when you think about Peter Gabriel and kind of OG Genesis... Yeah. All of those bands were doing something Think very about a different. A bunch of beautiful British artistic weirdos. Yeah. That we love. Yeah. It's a pretty great bouquet. And Kate Bush, 100%, is in there, and we're glad that she is. And we hope that she gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Yeah, so we got to do Running Up That Hill. I, I would think so. I mean, there's other <laughs> songs for sure, but I think. If somebody's listening to this and you don't do Running Up That Hill, they're going to be real disappointed. I would agree. And also, if Vecna <laughs> is trying to get us right now, three reasons to play it. It's expected. Yes. It's wonderful. And Vecna. Vecna. Okay. All right. Here's Running Up That Hill. It's uh, the mixtape, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations, 2023 on 90.3 KRNU. It doesn't hurt.
90.3 KRNU, Kate Bush, Running Up That Hill. We are doing a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame two-part episode. There's 14 potential inductees this year, so 14 nominees. I think there were 19 last year. Oh, yeah? Felt like a lot. (laughs) Right, Mm, right. It's too much. (laughs) If we could spend a month talking about it, it's too many. But I think we've got a a good 14 this year, and there's a controversy, but we'll talk about it in just a minute. You can also cast your official fan vote for that 2023 ballot and uh, help them get to that top five. Here's the whole 14. Missy Elliott, Warren Zevon, Cheryl Crow, The Spinners, Kate Bush, who we just played, Cindy Lauper, Soundgarden, A Tribe Called Quest, The White Stripes, Rage Against the Machine, George Michael, Willie Nelson, Iron Maiden, and then for me, the most controversial, which is Joy Division slash New Order. Mm. We'll get yeah, there. We'll get there. We'll We're talk have about to it. that out. But either way, you can go to the website and uh, vote on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is cool because it's like a fan vote situation. That's always nice. You know? Yeah. You want totally. people to be able to be involved. Mm-hmm. All right. This is a podcast. This is a radio show. Yeah. It ain't no disco. <laughs> it ain't no country club either. Because the next nominee is Cheryl Crow. I see. I see what you're doing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of yeah. All I Want to Do from her very famous Tuesday Night Music Club album. Let's talk about the Cheryl Crows. I don't know if she's been nominated before. I don't remember seeing her on the list before. No, I feel like this is a first time nomination here. Long time caller, first time nominee. <laughs> Now, no offense to Cheryl, but I feel like she might even be the type who would have like a PR team, like tapping people on the shoulder. Like, remember? Do you want to put Cheryl Crow in the Rock and Roll? Remember Tuesday Night Music Club? That was pretty cool. People loved that. People loved it. She's been touring forever. Yeah. She does it all. And they wouldn't be wrong. Cheryl Crow does. It's like... It's rock, but it's not hard rock. You know, it's very accessible. Yeah, exactly. You can play it on a top 40 radio station, an adult contemporary station. It's a little bit alternative, particularly with the early 90s stuff. Yeah. It's a little bit folksy. It's a little bit country. Enter Kid Rock. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's blues. It's She's all over the place. Yeah, that's true. It is a universally accessible catalog, I'd say. And she's a very good songwriter. She famously got her big break touring with Michael Jackson. So I, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, she was a school teacher, right? Mm-hmm. She taught. And then she did background for Michael Jackson uh, for the Bad Tour in the 80s. Uh-huh. So that's pretty dope. That is pretty cool. And then she was a session musician, because of course she's a great singer. Played with Stevie Wonder and Don Henley and Celine Dion and all kinds of people doing background singer work. And then she put out Tuesday Night Music Club in 1993. Which I own strong enough is probably still uh, my favorite Tuesday yeah, Night Music that's Club a good one. song. Mm-hmm. Many other hits. If It Makes You Happy. Uh, she had the yeah, picture song with one. Kid Rock. That's not my favorite. It's but definitely it, but not it, my I can favorite. see why people like it. It was a big hit. It was a big hit for... Well, then like there was kind of that early 2000s got a little more poppy. Like you had Soak Up the Sun, which oh, that, that's kind of a guilty pleasure song. Like I, I won't admit that I want to hear it in the summertime, but... If it comes on, I'm going to let it happen. That one was huge. The first cut is the deepest was huge, mm, too. Yeah. That was a big old AC mm-hmm. hit for her, for those radio dorks out there. <laughs> All right. What do you want to do? Oh, goodness. Ah, for some reason, every day is a winding road popped in my oh, head. Oh, man. That's a good one. <laughs> I feel like, was that the one that was in Aaron Brockovich? It's been a minute. That's I'm going to say sure. this. If it's not in Aaron Brockovich, it has Aaron Brockovich energy. <laughs> I get that. Here is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee Cheryl Crow. Every day is a winding road on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, Cheryl Crow, Every Day is a Winding Road, and we are talking about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations this year. 14 nominees, so we're breaking this into two episodes, just trying to discuss each nominee a little bit. And now we get to a different pioneering woman, but uh, more on the hip-hop side. One Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. I love it. Have you heard of the Missy Elliot before? I definitely have, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you find her to be a super fly? <laughs> For sure. Super duper fly? I mean, she when she hit the scene, she's just breaking expectations all over the place. You didn't know what this gal was going to do. The first single was The Rain from Missy Elliott, and that yeah. video was so wild. With mm-hmm. the It was the era of the fisheye lens, right? But you have that, and then you have her wearing this like giant yeah. trash bag suit. Yeah, they did like a double down. They're like, we've already got the fisheye lens, which stretches everything out and makes it look crazy. Then let's put them in a giant suit that's inflated and... It's going to be crazy. And she was a, a bigger woman. I mean, you know. Which I kind I, of really love that they made her even bigger. Yeah, they didn't try to do something else with it. But I kind of wonder because, you know, we've seen her recently. And our initial thought was she's lost a lot of weight. Yes. But I'm like, is she just not in the inflatable suit? And we just. <laughs> the, she, she's been 90 pounds the whole time. We had no idea. She was just always in a blow up suit. Well, certainly in the rain video she was. But no, I think no, she. I, yeah. She had a very public weight loss journey, mm-hmm. which I think is great for her. If that's what she wants to do, then I'm happy that, that she did it. Mm-hmm. She is a producer. She forged all sorts of paths for women in hip hop and in producing, but really her catalog, like get your freak on, work it. And she's just so interesting because there's so many daring artistic choices in her catalog and in her style. I I don't think you could have written it out and said, this is going to be successful. It's clearly not a manufactured thing because nobody would sign off on that. Right, right. No, I totally agree with you. But she is just such an interesting artist and a pioneer. And she has produced for all kinds of crazy, amazing artists. Lizzo and Beyonce and Eminem and all these people. And um, I don't know. I just love her. I think she's the best. And I wonder like what she'd be like to meet for real. Like, like how would you even approach that person? And of course they're just regular people. Yes. And she would probably just, you know, if she's having a good day, like, oh yeah. Just be a regular person. Much like Kate Bush, right? Right, exactly. (laughs) I I have equal amounts of anxiety Mm -hmm. thinking about talking to Kate Bush versus talking to Missy Elliott. For totally different reasons, but equal amounts of just like, are you kidding me? But like they have to make breakfast like everybody else does. Right. But what does it feel like to be in the brain of a person like that that's that incredibly creative like it just comes out of them Mm -hmm. to be totally different than anybody else somehow to incorporate influences of other people but be a hundred percent your own thing yeah i just think it's really rare and captivating I, i agree and i think especially for women to do that kind of thing even though it's not necessarily respected, I feel like men, there is this small percentage that we just accept. There's going to be men who are, you know, super out there and, and yeah. kind of, you know, these otherworldly entities. But I don't think that we have that for women as much. So it, I think it's even more daring for a woman to go and do that kind of thing because, you know, for better or worse, female performers are often pushed into this you have to look like this you're gonna have to wear this and to say i'm not doing any of that is pretty pretty ballsy we're gonna go for the low-hanging fruit here (laughs) just the absolute on the nose biggest hit love it this is missy elliott work it on the rock and roll hall of fame mixtape on 90.3 krnu Search it to find out how 
to show ya. Put a hurtin' on ya, like I told ya. Give me all your numbers so I can phone ya. Your girl actin' stank, then call me over. Not on the bed, lay me on your sofa. Call before you come, I need to shave my cha-cha. You do or you don't, or you will, I won't cha. Go downtown and eat it like a vocha. See my hips, big hips, so cha. See my butt, then my lips don't cha. Lost a few pounds in my waist, go ya. This the kind of beat that go ba-ta-ta. Ba-ta-ta-ta, ta-ta-ta-ta-ta-ta. Sex me so good, I say blah, blah, blah. Work it. I need a glass of water. Boy, oh boy, it's good to know ya. Is it worth it? Let me work it. I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it. It's your primitive, it's why I need It's your primitive, it's why I need If you got a big, let me search ya. If I know how hard I gotta work ya. It's your primitive, it's why I need them. It's your primitive, it's why I need them. If you a fly gal, get your nails done. Get a pedicure, get your hair did. Boy, lift it up, let's make a toaster. Let's get drunk, this gon' bring us closer. Don't I look like a Holly Berry poster? See the Belvedere playing tricks on ya. Girlfriend wanna be like me, never. You won't find a trick that's even better. I make you hot as Las Vegas weather. Listen up close while I take it backwards. Okay, I begins to yell it, me in with your I'm not a prostitute, but I can give you what you want. I love your braids and your mouth full of phones. You love the way my butt boom, ba boom, ba boom, boom. Keep your eyes on my ba boom, ba boom. Boom. Yeah, think you can handle this, ka-donka, don't, don't Take my thumb off and my tail go boom Cut the lights on so you see what I can do Is it worth it? Let me work it I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it It's your primitive, it's why I need them It's your primitive, it's why I need them If you got a big, let me search it If I know how hard I gotta work, yeah It's your primitive, it's why I need them It's your primitive, it's why I need them Boys, boys, all type of boys White Puerto Rican Chinese boys. Wine, thang, 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 thang. Wine, thang, 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 thang. Girls, girls, get that cash. If it's 95, we're shaking your ass. Ain't no shame, ladies, do your thing. Just make sure you're ahead of the game. You know, Mrs. Still super duper, but Prince couldn't get me change my name. Papa, who to can't tell you, slave again? No, sir. Picture black saying, oh, yes, I'm my sir. No. Got a Lamborghini, so I drive faster. Whoa. Just to make your haters even freaking matter. Admit I'm the shit name, one new batter. When I drop this record here, it won't even matter. Why you act dumb like this? Duh. Say you act dumb like duh. As the drummer boy go brr pum 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 Give you some, some, some of this Cinnabon Is it worth it? Let me work it I put my thing down, flip it and reverse it It's your primitive, it's why I need them It's your primitive, it's why I need them If you got a big, let me search it If I know how hard I gotta work, yeah It's your primitive, it's why I need them It's your primitive, it's why I need them KRNU, Missy Elliott, Work It, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame once again this year. Absolutely deserves to get in. I'm going to say that about all of these artists, if we're being honest. So uh, clearly I don't. My fan vote is (laughs) 14-way tie for first. But now we're going to get to a very non-controversial Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee because... No one in their right mind would say that this is not rock and roll. And that does tend to be the biggest point of contention with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, for those folks who don't know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio. They nominate artists. The rule is that your first single has to have come out more than 25 years ago. And there's a lot more than rock and roll going on in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But Iron Maiden is rock and roll. (laughs) That's awesome. They... Ought to be in there. Totally agree with you. Iron Maiden was formed in 1975, and they've had a lot of, you know, hits over the years. They are a the first metal band that was played on MTV. Wow. Intricate guitar playing, lots of, uh, you know, dual guitar playing, which I always associate with the Allman Brothers because I'm a bit of a hippie. Mm-hmm. But if you came from more of that metal scene like Iron Maiden... <laughs> is where your brain goes for those dueling guitar solos. And it's fantastic. And they just, I don't know, they laid the foundation for all kinds of metal bands to come after them. They're just incredibly important. 
in the rock and roll lexicon, but also just the metal lexicon. Yeah, absolutely. And I think even if you're not into metal, you know, terrific band name, and it just sticks Iron out. Iron Maiden, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. And can we just talk about the vocals for a second? I oh, mean, yeah. what Incredible. are you going to do? Incredible. Uh, Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> he puts his pants on one leg at a time. And I know we've talked about this too with band names, but like how people just don't even really try with their band names anymore. They yeah. just kind of look around the room and point at an object. Yeah. And We're then called that's the tennis. Ba- right, like, exactly. Iron Maiden. <laughs> that is an amazing band name. Here's Iron Maiden. We're going to play The Trooper, looks like. It's hearted in Dan's Spotify. That's right. He hearts it. (laughs) This is 90.3 KRNU, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations on the mixtape.
90.3 KRNU, the trooper from Iron Maiden, nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2023. So if you are into that sort of thing, you can definitely cast your fan vote on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's webpage to do that. Now, we are talking about the 14 nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this year. Uh, we're going to break it into two episodes. So I am here. Uh, my husband Dan's here. We like to talk about these bands. It's very cool. But this next one... I don't even know how I want to approach this because oh, honestly, no. man, I'm not here for it. What What's happening? Well, it's two bands in one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we we saw this on the list. and So the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has put up, and this is the first time I've seen them do it. I'm not going to say they haven't done it before. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. It's Joy Division slash New Order. And what the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame says about it is Joy Division and New Order, two bands that share a single story. It is the remarkable tale of innovative musicians who created something revolutionary and massively influential, not once, but twice. Okay. I am sort of with you. However, (laughs) Joy Division and New Order are not the same band. No, they are not the same band. It's not like they just changed their name. The, the artist changed between Joy yes. Division and New Order. If we're just going to start with Joy Division, Joy Division met or sort of had the seeds of building their band at that Manchester Free Trade show yeah. in 1976. The Sex Pistol show, it was huge. We did a whole episode on it about how wild it was, how many bands just spun off from that one show. But Ian Curtis who would go on to be the lead singer of Joy Division and Bernard Sumner and Peter Hook and Stephen Morris. They started this band, Joy Division, right? And that's great. Ian Curtis is an incredibly important member of that band. (laughs) (laughs) But he tragically passed away in 1980. The rest of the band then started a new thing. You know, in the same way that Dave Grohl started Foo Fighters after Kurt Cobain tragically died. You're not going to Nirvana slash Foo Fighters? But you're not going to Nirvana slash Foo Fighters because they're two different bands. Right. New Order, I also love. Same guys from Joy Division, except not all the guys and not the same band and not the same kind of music. Right. I think both of these bands are excellent and should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, I think what they're trying to say, and you know, Joy Division especially is such a small sample size. I almost think New Order would stand on their own without Joy Division. Joy Division, I don't think, gets in without New Order. Gosh, that's so tricky because New Order is so important with like the Hacienda Club scene and everything that came after it. You know, bands like Depeche Mode and all mm-hmm. those things that spun out after New Order was sort of doing their thing. So I definitely think they deserve to be in there on your their own merits. But I think Joy Division does too. Yeah, you're probably right because even though it is a small sample size, there's plenty of examples of things in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that only released one or two records but were highly, highly influential or highly successful either way. So, you know, Joy Division in that sense stands up even though the catalog isn't huge. I just don't understand why they aren't two, te- two separate nominations. I agree too. And... One example that I kind of just thought of would be like Uncle Tupelo slash Wilco or something like that. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's somewhat similar to what they're trying to do here, but I think you should break those apart and right. judge each on their own merit. I don't know about this slash business. Yeah, I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. It makes me uncomfortable too. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so then the big question for us becomes, do we play a Joy Division song or a New Order song? Since those are two different bands. I feel like... We're going to pay one of each? I, I, it's the only way, I'm one pretty sure. One of each. <laughs> one of each. Okay. Let's do Love Will Tear Us Apart. Obviously. And probably Blue Monday, huh? I'm good with that. Okay. And you can listen to them and see how they are not the same band. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations episode of the Mixtape 2023. It's 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, that was New Order and Blue Monday, covered many, many times. And before that, Joy Division, they are nominated on a weird, like, split bill situation. Yeah, it's like a butterfly ballot. I don't like it. I don't like it either, honestly, but it is Joy Division slash New Order. That's how they have it. Of all the beefs I've ever had with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, this might be number one. (laughs) Really, I do not approve. I definitely approve of those bands, though. All right, last one for the episode today, since there are 14 nominees, unless you count the last one as two. We are finishing up with another woman. This is very, very female-centric front half of this list, anyway. Mm -hmm. And this is Cyndi Lauper. Oh, yeah. She's She's so unusual. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, I wish I would have kept saying it because I started and then I was like, I don't want to interrupt you. It turns out that was going to be the same. (laughs) She's so unusual. Exactly. Cindy Lauper is very New York. She's like dance and pop and fun and had the crazy hair. And I don't know how to just say she was like an unhinged Madonna. (laughs) Quirky New York girl thing. Yeah, I love it. I do too. I love it too. New York must have been such a trip in the early 80s. I mean, think about it. You've got hip hop blowing up. You got Cindy Lauper bouncing around. The Beastie Boys are out there. You've still got what David Johansson and people like that bopping around. Like, come on. That's fun. Andy Warhol's in there. Yes. You got a lot of stuff going on in New York in the 70s and 80s, famously. Right. <laughs> Many books and movies have been written. And made about this time. Have you heard of New York City? <laughs> Specifically in the 70s and 80s. I think it was a wild time. Uh, so Cindy Lauper was born in the 50s in New York. So the seven, late 70s is when she started her career as a singer-songwriter and um, all of that stuff. She's been on Broadway since. I think she was in yeah, Kinky Boots. I saw she's and, a Tony winner. She is. So where's she at on her EGOTs then? Ooh, I don't know. So she's got the Tony. Yeah. I would assume a Grammy. Probably. Oscar, maybe. Maybe. Two colors, right? That was in a movie. Yeah, but that was the Justin Timberlake version, I think. Mm. I think you're thinking of trolls. Do you have children? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, guess. I don't know. We're going to find out. I need to know. I need Cindy Lauper to EGOT. Her and Lily Tomlin. Let's do it. Time after time. I mean, that should be in a movie. That should win an Oscar. I agree with you. (laughs) I think they should just take the scene of Aubrey Plaza and Rashida Jones singing (laughs) time after time to each other on Parks and Recreation. It's probably a minute and a half, but make it an hour and a half. (laughs) Put it in the movie theaters. I'll buy tickets. Oscar. For me, Cindy Lauper, there was so much personality when I first started seeing her as an artist that I never really realized how good the music was because the personality, especially in the early MTV days, was really what they focused on. But then now you'll hear the song on the radio or on a TV show, something like that, or it just comes in in a mix somewhere and you're like, what is this? It is so good. And Mm -hmm. then you see, oh, it's Cindy Lauper, of course. course Who knew? She, I know, has been an activist and kind of out there on social issues, particularly gay rights, women's rights causes, and equality causes, just various social issues. She's just out there. And and I will never not want to, like, have a big kind of flouncy skirt on and do the little girls just want to have fun dance when that song comes on. It does look fun. It makes all of us want to have fun. I agree. (laughs) Boys are welcome to have fun, too. All can have fun to Cindy Lauper. Mm -hmm. It's great. And she is an icon of the 1980s, but she's still around and doing her thing and um, really inspiring others. So Cindy Lauper, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee for 2023. We're going to play 1984's She-Bop. This is Cindy Lauper on the mixtape on 90.3 KRNU.
90.3 KRNU, Cindy Lauper, Shebop from 1983. She's so unusual. And uh, Cindy is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominee for 2023. There's 14 of them. We've talked about seven slash eight of them today. <laughs> okay, let's see. Who did we talk about today? We talked about Tried Called Quest. Yes. And Kate Bush. Yes. And Cheryl Crow. Uh-huh. Missy Elliott. Iron Maiden. Joy Division slash New Order. And Cindy Lauper. Did we get them all? Yeah, that's what we did. We did eight today. Well, did you count New Order and Joy Division no, as two? No, that's you're holding up seven fingers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my thumb was out, but it wasn't. <laughs> well, I look forward to you counting the next seven <laughs> next week. <laughs> Interrupting all programs. Radio Clash from Pirates Satellite Orbiting your living room Cashing in the Bill of Rights Cuban